Welcome to the Innovation Podcast Series, hosted by me, Martin Lucas, with our subject matter expert and innovation catalyst, Andrew Vorster. Andrew delivers keynote talks all around the world, has worked for FTSE companies, and we will be mining the gold nuggets from his brain. Okay, it's Martin Lucas here. I am with Andrew Vorster, our innovation catalyst. Andrew, we are going to be looking at innovation, as one might expect, but let's, let me start by just asking you. Let, let's really get to the nuts and bolts of understanding some clarity and practical understanding of innovation. Where does innovation take place? Okay, so the short answer is everywhere. And that's, I think, uh, one of the biggest challenges that I have when I speak to people about innovation is that they typically think that it happens over there, somewhere else, not that they aren't responsible and that they aren't part of innovation. Um, and that's because there's this common misconception that innovation takes place in the innovation department of a company. And for me personally, that doesn't cut it. Innovation does not take place in a department with a label on the door that says innovation department. That certainly shouldn't be the sole place where innovation takes place. Okay. Um, that's really interesting for me because we're starting to almost nudge what I would say is the culture of an organization as to whether it even has a conscious understanding of what innovation is and, and, and how it can manifest itself. So it leads me into that question of like, who in the organization is typically responsible for innovation? So historically in a number of organizations, uh, innovation was seen to be a marketing function. You know, marketing uh, sat over the top or, or had responsibility for new product development and the new product development department, innovation was always associated with bringing something new to market, invention or incremental product improvements. And, and so it was commonly believed that innovation takes place in the marketing department. They're the ones responsible for innovation and that's where it happens. And these days you, you're even getting titles like the chief innovation officer um, is now becoming a more and more uh, popular title. If you look on the job boards and that kind of a thing um, that you'll have a chief innovation officer responsible for innovation in the organization, or you'll have a research and development team. If you think of a, a pharmaceutical company, Traditionally, innovation, as seen through a pharmaceutical lens, takes place in the R&D department. You've got research and development who are going out trying to develop new drugs all the time and bring new drugs to market and that kind of thing. So people have got this, this uh, I believe, a misconception that that's where innovation takes place. So I have a, a, um, a bit of a pushback on that because... I don't want innovation to take place in a department or be the sole responsibility of a single team. I think that organizations that are the most effective are the ones that are more innovative in everything that they do. They don't do innovation in one place. They encourage all of their employees to be more innovative. And we do come on to culture and an innovation culture in a later episode of this. So I won't delve too much in that. But where you do have a chief innovation officer nowadays, a responsibility, for me, their role should be to encourage innovation. They should be the, the person who sets the best practice, 
who maybe establishes the center of excellence for innovation that helps people adopt an, a more innovative mindset that shows people the way this is how you can be more innovative in everything that you do let's consider your business department you may have nothing to do with product whatsoever but let's see if we can help your particular business department become more innovative so to me yes it's great to have a leader who is showing the way and helping people, but that person needs to be more of a mentor. It's, it's maybe they will carry a budget. They might even facilitate or fund some innovation themselves. But most importantly, I think, is that they need to ripple this innovation culture across the organization, lead the way, not put the impression down that we have an innovation lab and that's where it all happens. Yeah, no, I get that. It makes me think of multiple <laughs> uh, words that begin with P and uh, just for anyone listening to this, we're just doing this freehand. So it's not anything we've pre-set up. But uh, one of the things I always look for is what marketing methodology could you actually use internally? It makes me think of public relations in terms of how you celebrate that. It makes me think of process in terms of how you enable it. And psychologically, which is a bonus P, it makes me think about permissions. Because what we often find is that you get people talk a good game, but then the people don't believe it because they don't believe their voice would be heard. But we'll get on to the culture stuff, uh, as you talked about before. How about the, the physicality of this? Is it like you've talked about labs and things like that. Is it important to have that kind of standalone lab environment to innovate in or what is it? You mean like with beanbags, slides, craft beer on tap? Yeah. You know, we want <laughs> our endless pizza and we want it in some cool, funky place with, you know, uh, um, swing chairs and uh, uh, in the cool part of town that's been gentrified and what a load of bollocks. <laughs> okay, fair but enough. Quite, well, you know, I would say, again, it, it comes down to your purpose, right? And, and, and how, um, also how you plan to innovate, you know, what, what do you plan to do? So um, the best place for me that you start is within your own organization. Don't, don't hide it away somewhere else because then automatically you're distancing it from everybody else and you're, you're disenfranchising all the rest of the employees. You know, it's like, oh, I work for, for Acme Corporation, but Acme Labs, that's the place to go and work. You know, it's that cool spot downtown where everybody gets free pizza and, uh, and the prop is on top. And the cows are always having a good time. We've seen the Instagram feed. Yeah, what a way to engage your employees. Oh, man, that's just not going to work. So you could think about having an innovation lab as a showcase or maybe as a place specifically set up with technological capabilities where you invite people in to come and collaborate or participate in your innovation exper experiments or something like that, okay? But, but to completely isolate it, I just think is, is very wrong. And you don't need all the beanbags. Yes, you need some thinking space, but which maybe isn't rigid cubicles or bland open office space, but you can turn a simple meeting room into an inspirational space with let people write on the, on, on the walls, you know, put some glass up or something like that, or buy some cheap 3M stickers and stick them up on the wall and let people scribble on them or pin stuff up or anything. 
you can turn any space. The most important thing is the mindset, not the physical space that you are, are setting up to, to innovate in. Think very carefully about what your purpose is for your innovation. And then from there, you can give more thought to, and where are we going to, where are we going to say, this is our center of excellence? Just, that's fantastic. Just um, let's explore the purpose part of it, right? Like, is, is innovation like having a list of problems that you want to solve or, or areas you want to keep improving? Is that part of the execution? Is that part of the strategy that a company would put into play? Does it matter? We're very much going to be talking about that in the next episode, actually. Um, exactly where you get your inspiration and, and what you're doing it for. Are you solving problems? Are you coming up with new ideas? And, and innovation is actually all of that. It really is. So I'll cover in the next one in terms of uh, um, where and how you harvest those ideas, problems, challenges, and that kind of a thing. Th this one is more about physically, geographically, organizationally and things like that yeah i get that what about the geography component of it does that have an, an impact on on a company's ability to create innovation yeah it does actually um because there are stereotypes of people in in different geographies across the world and stereotypes exist usually for a reason it's because it's an aggregate of, of the people's personality so I'll give you a, a small example of uh, in my previous role. Um, I would walk into a room where we were going to have a, a ideation session. We we're going to try and come up with solutions to a problem that we have. And I would state the problem. And if I had 10 people in the room with me, I would probably get about 20 to 30 reasons why we can't do it. And this was when I ran the session in the UK. The people were just overall very negative. Mm -hmm. They were just like, well, you can't do it that way. Oh, there's no ways that that's going to work. We've looked at this one before. You're wasting your time. Don't do it. I would run exactly the same session with colleagues in the USA. I would set up the room the same. I would state the problem the same. I would run the workshop in the same way. And I would get a hundred good ideas. Well, a hundred ideas out of there of which only one needed to be good. But we just said, the guys going, yeah, and we can do this. And we can go ahead and do that. And how about this? And who would have tried this? And hey, man, would we be brave enough to try this? The culture in each geography has an enormous impact on where you are going to focus your innovation efforts. Now, unfortunately for some people, um, they only exist in one geography, so they haven't got a choice. Uh, you're in, in the UK, um, so I'm not offending anybody because I live in the UK at the moment. Well, then you've got to make sure then that you choose the right people with the right mindset, that you break away from those stereotypes if you're wanting an inspiration session or something like that, or find ways to inspire the people. So that's the first thing is that culture. Some people are just, they're more negative. Some people are more positive. Some people are more resistant to change and transformation. So the next thing that you've got to think about is um, 
when you try and validate your, your concept, maybe it's a new product, if you're in a geography where people are uh, normally quite, um, uh, they're resistant to change. They, they're stuck in the old ways. You know, you're in, uh, uh, I grew up in rural South Africa. Most of that hasn't changed since I left there over 20 years ago. People are quite resistant to change. They've always done things one way and, oh, what's all this newfangled stuff? We don't know about that. You know, Facebook, what, what's that? Who uses that? And they, you know, they're stuck in their ways. So if you need to test a product on a market, then your community that you're going to test it in is quite important as well. Is the public um, quite accepting of new things? Are they uh, more willing to try out new things? You know, if you go to the Far East, people are, and it's a technology product that you're bringing to market, you'll find loads of people, yeah, yeah, we want to try that, we want to try that. It's new technology, we want to try that. So some geographies, your target market is important. Some of the other things that you've got to think about when it comes to geography, is is the thing that you're working on does it have a dependency on specific raw materials or skills that are there's bigger concentrations of them so maybe you really need um people who are competent in ai and you've discovered that there's a little town a university town in germany which has got turning out the top ai students in the world but you can't afford to bring them over so maybe you want to go and run some innovation activities in close geographic location to the university so that you can encourage collaboration and participation by university students. So geography does have a role to play where you're thinking about where to concentrate your innovation efforts. And as I say, you may not have a, any control over that, but you could consider sponsoring yourself on a small road show or something like that to go and get people's opinions from other geographies because you'll be surprised just moving the culture that's participating in your product you'll be surprised at the different feedback and the different worldview that they have um, about your product or your service or your offering that you wanted to bring to market i think that's absolutely fascinating i think that you could you could cut that in so many different ways like all the things that you've mentioned plus the the way that companies mess up launching new products to market right because they do the same thing in different countries and they don't understand it i mean we just had the example in in the uk of that uh, company that bought the diy stores right it bought them for like 300 million and sold it for a quid because they came across and they said well we've got this success in australia so we're going to implement it in the same way and it didn't work it didn't work at all it's interesting mm -hmm. What, what's your view about where should people focus next in terms of innovation, really? So, and, and we're going to cover this now in the next episode, because where they need to start is with an understanding of, and a general understanding across the organization is, what, what do people know? You know, what, what do people know about what's happening in the world today? Um, and, and are they aware? of all of the change and transformation that's going on around them. And if they are, do they know how to think about that in a context that would benefit the company? Fantastic. Look forward to that, Andrew. Thank you. You can follow the entire series by subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, or visit andrewvorster.com. That's andrewvorster.com.